Hello and welcome to the Licensed Queer Podcast, where we're on a mission to uncover why James Bond appeals so much to LGBTQ plus people. Why not see 007 from a different angle? We'll make more coffee in the uh, the break. Yep. Um, this is a bit different to normal. Yeah, we usually early. do. We usually do our month in Bond um, while we're cooking dinner on a Sunday yeah. towards the end of the month. But it's we're Sunday. Actually, it is. It is a Sunday. Yeah, actually, it is the last day of the year. We're recording it on New Year's Eve. Um, it's currently what time is it? Uh, it's just gone seven, I think. Yeah, just seven thirteen. Yeah. Um, and we're sitting in bed with. Yeah, Dakin we're actually sitting in bed today with Dakin and Beth. So. <laughs> Two of the cats sitting on the bed, the other one being a, being antisocial as usual, somewhere yeah. upstairs. Um, if you're not aware that you're listening to Anthony Lowbridge-Ellis and David Lowbridge-Ellis MBE, and this is the Licensed Queer... You always have to get that in there, don't you? Our month in Bond podcast. Um, but this but year is a, a year, a year in, episode. It's a year, a year in Bond. Bond. Um, yeah. And we are going to talk a little bit about December at the very end, but we're going to go through all of the times in the year um, we've thought about bond which is the format of this podcast usually anyway but we're not going to talk about everything in detail because we actually started doing this podcast um only this year actually so we've talked about some of these things yeah. earlier so you can go back so episodes. you can go back to those episodes so we're not going to retread lots of um old stuff which i know lots of end of year retrospectives tend to do that but we're going to uh, in fact what we're going to do is we're going to whiz through everything from each month and then each of us is going to pick and we haven't decided in advance who's going to do what yeah. so as usual spontaneous and unpredictable um but what anthony will choose one element to talk a bit more about um something uh, quite important to him and then i'll talk about something as well as you said, we're not going to talk too much about December because, well, actually, there has been quite a lot since the uh, monthly <laughs> bond kind of yeah. countdown to Christmas. But, um, yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll just see how it goes. Yep. Right. January. So, um, and this will something we'll talk about in a bit, but in January 2022, um, the um, Bond Community Awards for 2022 were announced and you were nominated in a number of categories. Funnily enough, the reason we're still sitting in bed at quarter past seven, which is late for getting up for us, is because last night we got up in the middle of the night yeah. to, we actually went to bed quite very early last night and then got up for this year's Bond Community Awards. Yeah. Um, but um, you, um, last year in the 2022 awards, um, you were nominated for a couple, and I think you won Writer of the Year. Writer of the Year, yeah. That yeah, was which nice. Was a really nice honour. Because um, these awards are voted for by everyone in the online online bond community. So that was nice. Yeah, and this year you were nominated um, for another couple of awards, including one of the events that you did, which we'll talk about later in Poland, mm-hmm. but also um, you won article of the year mm. for one of your pieces about gays not gay well sort different. of about gay but gazd as well yeah so and you get this cool bullet trophy that looks um fairly suggestive yeah. <laughs> let's just put it that way so thank you um to roland hume for pulling all these together and well done to all the winners um our friend natasha also won an award last night um, mm. newcomer of the year very well deserved um, for all the work that she does um 
it was nice to see people nominated as well who've only like Natasha, who have only been doing things. I mean, I've only been doing this for less than four years. Yeah. But people have been doing Bond stuff online. And I think they're quite varied. Like categories, like, for example, um, someone else, one of our other friends we know, Victoria, she was nominated for her Facebook um, group. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. It looks at, like, like both, like, the massive, um, like, influencers and podcasters, but also it looks at people mm. who just have a little small space in mm. the mm. web for James Bond, and I think that's really cool. So we've sort of done a flash-forward and a look back there with the Community Awards Yannis. last year's and this year's, yeah? A, a Yanis kind of idea, two faces, one looking forward, one looking back. Um, so is that yours? You're going to talk about the Community Awards, or is that mine? That, I was talking about the Community Awards. That was me. Okay, so I'm going to go with, there were two other things for January, um, I ended up going to Japan twice this year. Um, end of January was the first time I went. Uh, but I'm not going to talk about that in too much detail. That was actually a school trip where I took uh, 70 uh, what we term disadvantaged children and people who are from low-income backgrounds, etc., um, to Japan. That was that was entertaining. And mm. um, that's quite bondy in itself, going to Japan. Uh, but we'll talk about Probably Japan when, when we get to... Sorry? No, I don't remember the James Bond story where James Bond has to lead a school trip for nine days halfway around the world. Oh my God, can you imagine? Um, So we'll talk about Japan when we come to (coughs) Japan part two later in the year because I ended up going again with Anthony uh, because someone was jealous of me going without him. Excuse me, it was also my 40th birthday, so I deserved a big trip. (laughs) <laughs> yeah whatever um, I'm going to talk about the club packs arriving the 007 GB club packs were arriving in January yeah. and it was so much fun to see people we're going to go through this again next month yeah. so much fun to see people getting their membership packs and their cards even though we hadn't done any events by this point just that feeling of belonging really without getting yeah. too cheesy and sentimental yeah but it's really cool it was really cool. and the and the packs themselves obviously were your like entry into all these really cool mm. things in 2022 um like i'm not getting too deep but there's been like some things that have been a bit sort of rubbish about 2022 2023 first, 23 even what i mean sorry tell me what for, i mean for me but like one of the best things about 2023 has been meeting Lots of new friends. People meeting we've already. You. Like, sorry, I'm going to stop interrupting. Um, now. like, Bobak, Natasha, Mark. So many people who I didn't know a year ago, mm. which was um from this club, which is really great. Fabulous. Let's move on to February. So these are both quite linked, really. They are actually. Yeah, we didn't um do an awful lot in February, but obviously it was every year February's in February. David always runs an event called Jim Fanning Friday. Do you want to talk mm-hmm. a bit, a bit why, what, what is that about? Yes. Well, hard that, to it is so hard to explain. <laughs> There's a so character in Octopussy. If you've never, if you don't know what I'm talking about, yeah, character in Octopussy, in it for less than five minutes. For some reason, I started wearing a bow tie when I was close to having a breakdown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, during uh, COVID pandemic, so I was going in into work and that was about it. I needed some way to mark the days, the weeks, because everything was getting a bit timey-wimey. So I decided to wear a bow tie every Friday, and then someone suggested the hashtag Gym Funny Friday. There's a whole history of this on the Licensed Queer website, if you're interested. Um, thoroughly documented for uh, historians of the future to put, go back over. But in a nutshell, um, lots of people started doing it as well, and we decided... That once a year, on a Friday, the, on February. A Friday in February, yeah, 
we would uh, lots of people in the bond community would do the same and post photos the of them wearing post photos of themselves wearing bow ties that's the key bit I missed out and yeah so second year of doing this yeah and and, and well over 100 people did it this year um more than even more than last year and then this year we were in edinburgh because it was it was um february half term so we went away in edinburgh and we met up with our friend um and bond author kim sherwood and her husband nick mm. um and you um it's actually still one of your like pinned um, oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? um instagram posts where like you like sort of taught it's on the youtube channel as well yeah well. kim how to tie a, a bow tie because kim wanted to wear an actual one but she yeah, it was slightly mi- it's slightly miraculous that i managed to do it on camera because i we had had a few cocktails yeah. so the four of us um had a lot of cocktails that night we were so, in edinburgh as well to celebrate the launch of her novel. a wild and true relation yeah which was her her, her second novel that wasn't bond related which is going to be out in paperback in a few days in fact it's leaked out in a few bookshops already yeah so if you've not read a wild and true relation you really have to read it even you know obviously most people listening to this will be bond fans it's a rollicking adventure story as well as something quite um moving pirates and smugglers pirate smugglers cross-dressing yeah cross-dressing smugglers basically is how i branded it and kim liked that description and so. it's also like really interesting in the fact that this is something that kim's been writing for more than 14 15, 14, 15 years. years um but it's, it was something it, it also, that was like yeah. it was an idea she had and it she just like kept coming back to it because she knew there was something special in it in all seriousness, it's a really profound book about family, uh, which is a big theme of the things I write about James Bond, and a lot of it did connect very personally. I actually read the because uh, my proof got lost in the post yeah. and eventually arrived um, after the publication date. It had been on a journey through the Royal Mail for about four months, I think. Um, I actually bought the Kindle edition of Red Harvey on the plane on the way back from Japan the first time, yeah. and then finished it off. Uh, but yeah, there's February. Um, March was so several things happened in March. Um, it was your fortieth birthday. Yeah, we didn't really do an awful lot in March for my birthday because no. we'll talk about it in the next month. But yeah, I was forty. I share. I was born in 1983. I share my birthday with Octopussy and mm-hmm. Never Say Never Again. One of those is a good Bond film. One of those is not. We'll get to, we'll that, get in to a, that in, in May. Yeah. So. Uh, the two big things, really, which one do you want to talk about? There was the first 007 GB meetup, and then there was the announcement of uh, yet another new Bond novel. Yeah, I'll talk about Cafe Society. Yeah. It was the first um, 007 GB um, in-person event. It was really good fun. It was just sort of a mix and mingle kind of thing at Cafe Society, which is great because of its location. It's immediately opposite the mi6 building um across the river so that's really cool we got to meet some lots of people and it's where i fell in love with carol ashby <laughs> and uh, you fell in love with martin and... well i was already in love with her but um i'd never actually met her yeah and then uh, <laughs> the evening it was really good fun and the evening ended with um there were some issues with taxis and the evening ended with uh, me booking ubers for those two Bond girls. So it was really cool. That, that, like, was, that was like surreal. something that is like almost like bucket list. Like I put a Bond girl into a taxi. Yeah. Very straight, very strange, surreal and wonderful. But just all the stuff I mentioned before, that's where we get got to meet people like Bo back. Um, 
where I met like people like Mark and Natasha for the first time. And well, Ben's. I actually got to meet in person, you know, Miles, Phil, yeah, you yeah. know, James and Mark. Emmy, and yeah, ev- actually, like, no, so I had people. already, I already, I'd already met Mark Waldridge um, a few months before at a BFI event. But uh, yeah, most people, most people on the board and beyond, I hadn't actually met till that point. So yeah, that so that, that was really, really good fun. I'll talk about Honor's Majesty's Secret Service. It was announced in March. It was a complete surprise, to be honest, that Ian Fleming Publications had commissioned another Bond novel, um, which, of course, Charlie Higson wrote in a matter of about three weeks, uh, an intensive writing period. We've been so fortunate, in a sense, that we've got three James Bond novels in 18 months, really. Mm. So on his, um, yeah, and we've got another one, obviously, coming out the next instalment of the Double O series in April. So that was a, a really, really pleasant surprise to time with the coronation. Um, so we'll probably talk about, we'll talk a bit more about that when we get to May when it was actually released. But that was a, in publishing terms, that is a, like a ludicrously tight turnaround. Let's go on to uh, April. So Two weeks of April was taken up by our trip to Japan. I say our trip, your trip to Japan yep. for your 40th birthday. But lots Mainly, of James Bond things happened. Yeah. And then the other two weeks of April were taken up by the jet lag recovering from the trip to Japan. Because yep. if anyone's been to Japan, the jet lag is absolute murder. So because I that. love you so much, I went to Japan a second time yeah. within the course of three months. What's easier, like going around Japan with me or children? That is a really contentious <laughs> question, sweetie. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, just to give some context, the main point of going to Japan was because it's my 40th birthday and I love Nintendo and um, I really wanted to go to Super Nintendo World in Universal Studios. But um, So we, we planned a bit of an itinerary where we went across Japan from Tokyo um, to Hakone, which is this sort of like town in the shadow of Mount Fuji, and then to... Kyoto and then Osaka and then back to Tokyo to fly back so we were in Japan about 16-17 days during this trip um, and it was fantastic so thank you so much because it was my birthday present um, and Pleasure. Um, the Nintendo stuff was really cool but obviously we did loads of Bond things and the one that I'm going to pick is the um, Takarazuka Ah, you're going for Takazka. Well, yeah. that means I get to choose something else then, because I was going to talk about that, so, go for it. Again, there's lots of, there's lots of things if you want to hear more about this on of license to queer and on this podcast series including an interview that um david did with another inspired um, by bond inspired by bond where they talk about it in, in depth but essentially it is a a um all female musical um review group um who have their own um sort of massive following massive following and they have their own theater in this um Sort of town of Takazuka. Basically, this town was built around the theatre, or rather, the theatre was built to get people to use the train service to come to the town. And it's in the sort of suburbs, about hundred over hundred years ago. About it's not I say suburbs. It's like a te- it's like a city in itself near Osaka. Um, and um, we went to see that play. It was really difficult to get tickets. You can hear all about that. Oh, where I had to absurd. wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah, find a friend who had a Japanese phone number and all that see that is stuff. dedication that's why you know i was prepared to go halfway around the world yeah twice um but we Take got around these, the world one more time um essentially like you have to because of still with covid measures and things like that they weren't making it easy for international tourists to get tickets no, for these things and, and it was also the lead actress's um 
last ever show with the mm. reviews this this show was so it was extra hard to get tickets but i persevered and persevered we woke up in the middle of the night set setting alarm didn't get anything we were really despondent and david was like let's try again tomorrow and like i was like no if i try tomorrow they're going to be gone so i stayed right. up went to the other room and kept refreshing kept refreshing and finally got two tickets and it was we weren't even sat together no, we, even we sat were there. standing, standing separately standing separately for this um musical version of casino royale which was actually it's so good and now like the dvds isn't there i've watched it uh three times now so <coughs> the original one we saw yeah and then i've watched it twice on the streaming yeah because you could pay for streaming and i've got the blu-ray there's no subtitles on the blu-ray but it recreates the experience we had the first time yeah. there's no subtitles <laughs> in this thing and it is it very loosely tells the story of Casino Royale. The first half is closer, and then the second half, Rasputin arrives, and things go very strange. But the songs are so good, especially yeah. like the Agent in the Dark, which is the James Bond's big mm. ballad about, um, about being an outsider. Agent, yeah, and yeah. and then um, Casino Royale, the title track, is brilliant as well. Um, and you like forget that you are watching just female yeah that's the whole members. point they're not they they're not look they're like, not dragging up essentially they're not supposed to be impersonating men they become they men. are they become men which is a distinction i hadn't appreciated until i talked to inspired by bond yeah anyway as anthony says there's extensive coverage we did a whole video series like four lives of that yeah, on the yeah. licensed queer website if you're interested and you can still buy the blu-ray from cd japan uh, the Blu-ray or the DVD versions of the show as well. That's the only way you will ever be able to access that show now. They'll, they, do, they don't perform them again. Uh, the thing I'm just going to talk about with Japan is, I mean, we did so many Bondy things while we were there. You know, we went to Onsen, uh, we stayed at Ryokan, um, which is like traditional Japanese inn, um, had traditional Japanese food, um, saw Mount Fuji, you know, all very only of twice type stuff. But the thing that stands out for me as a serendipitous experience, I suppose, I mean, I did look at bars in the gay area of Tokyo um, and then saw one called Goldfinger Bar. And I thought, OK, this is probably just a poor translation of something in Japanese. It's got nothing to do with James Bond, but I thought I can't resist. Let's go to the gay area of Tokyo. And we've been to Tokyo several times before, but we've never actually been to the really concentrated LGBTQ plus Golden bar guy. area, Golden Guy, which has about 300 gay bars packed into this small area. And I thought, even if I get a picture of me outside a sign of a bar called Goldfinger, then it will have been worth finding it. And it wasn't and then we Saturday night, so men were allowed <laughs> yeah, So fortunately, it wasn't Saturday night because... Uh, so anyway, this, this was a gay bar, but... Well, sort of is a women-only bar, and in fact, it's a I, bar. I actually, it's not really a lesbian bar. That's the distinction. So, um, there's actually a podcast if you haven't heard it of me interviewing the manager and owner of this bar in her bar where we talk about this but distinction. They called her, didn't they? To, they, they, they called, called her and her said, we've got this crazy British James Bond. I'm assuming this is what the phone call was um, in Japanese. We've got this crazy British James Bond fan who wants to talk to you about your bar. And then half an hour later, she arrives and we have this yeah. amazing conversation where we go into the... She was apologising all the time for her lack of English. I was like, your English is amazing. But also, we also yeah. were to, I remember we were also just talking through that really, like, do you know that device that 
we ordered that did oh, the translator. We didn't use that for her. No, no, but we, we used we it for the bar people. Was... Yeah, yeah, Because totally. the, the bar was also playing amazing Kylie music. Yeah, and I thought that the recording wouldn't turn out because it was so loud in that bar. But mm. for some, amazingly, my phone, where I was recording the audio, the picked pixel. it up, the BAs, yeah. So, um, yeah, listen back to that if you want to. I mean, the main point is it was James Bond themed. Don't tell Eon anyone. Uh, but it, it was James Bond themed. There were gold finger posters everywhere. The tagline was uh, of the bar was everything she touches turns to excitement. It was slightly surreal. Mm. A sort of lesbian bar in Tokyo uh, themed around James Bond. Should we move on to May? Yep. So there's loads in May. So for example, um, Never Say Never Again, um, we watched together. I'd watched it for the first time. Um, yeah, so on, his I, me, on his secret there service, are videos of that as well yeah on his majesty's secret service was released um obviously the coronation happened um it was eurovision um 70 years of 007 um events that david and kim did started mm. um i read moonraker for the first time and donate another day which is our unicef fundraiser our second unicef fundraiser um happened and then obviously um we were allowed to um I don't actually think that was in May. I received some posts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. David found out. We couldn't talk about it publicly yet, but David found out that he was going to get his MBE. Um, Which we'll talk about in the next one. Yeah. Um, there's loads of really good ones. I want to go for this one, but um, instead mm. I'm going to go for Donate Another Day. Okay, go for it. Um, so it's our second UNICEF fundraiser. Our first one um, we did in 2022, where we watched all of the Roger Moore Bond films in one day. Something we have done before on New Year's Eve, actually, a few years back on the year that Roger, Sir Roger passed away. Um, and um, it's quite a, a trial. It sounds like an absolute pleasure watching seven Roger Moore Bond films back to back, but it is quite arduous. But this time, um, last last year we did it, we just did it very much sort of, we knew we were going to do it and, and it was well organised, but with timings and stuff. And it was cool to watch along with people because we did Amazon Watch stuff so we could all mm. chat along. But... Um, it was it was just like let's watch Bond films and um, let's do some theme cocktails and during the day we were just running around and dressing up weirdly uh, without any real planning no. and, but but it was so fun and we did our lives in between but it was so fun we planned donate another day which was all the Pierce Brosnan films in one day but we knew now we wanted to do theme cocktails themed food which you can talk about with. Um, um, Edward. Oh, Edward Biddulf came up with original recipes this for this. Yeah. Um, I just said, oh, Edward, would you be able to come up with something, you know, for Pierce Brosnan Bond film? And he came up with eight unique recipes. So if you don't know Edward Biddulf, amazing writer about James Bond food and creator, um, has written two Bond cookbooks, which are both absolutely brilliant. He's uh, quiche recipe from Food View to a Kill is always my go-to yeah. and everyone always raves about it. So good, yeah. And he's such a lovely guy as well. But um, this um, this time, as well as the theme food and drink, we did some more cocktails, including some new ones. Again, they're all on the website. And we really put some effort this year into our um, costumes. costumes. Um, yeah, we actually thought about costumes in, in advance, advance rather than just making it up on the day. Like one of the highlights is I made Waylin's um, oh my god! Dress out of tin foil. Okay, so there was that surreal moment because we only allowed ourselves I dressed like as all Bond girls. We we had food to make, cocktails to we make. We had half an hour between the films. We had half and only half an hour to make the films and change costumes. costumes. 
And I remember it being a real race against time to wrap you up it, with sellotape and, and like Hemi and <laughs> and yeah, I did not a bad job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wore Wayland outfit from when she appears at the Berlin like, but made out of tin foil, fo- tin foil that you including a necklace. Yeah, yeah. so tin foil and sellotape. And then um, I I promised throughout the like because we were like chatting online i promise if you got to a certain amount of money um over one thousand and double oh one thousand and seven pounds so one double oh seven we would i would dress as jinx, jinx. in the bikini and we did so, so we did so, so brave um but all over the two fundraisers we've raised over three thousand eight hundred pounds for unicef mm. um, throughout the license to queer community so thank we you, have everybody. actually decided but we haven't announced the date yet so, so we'll we, probably look we, at this we, this we'll look we at know this we're this gonna weekend. do yeah we know we're gonna do daniel craig's films yeah though. yeah so we're gonna do all five craig films which is a lot longer than obviously the four Pierce brosnan films not quite as long as the roger moore ones but he's obviously the last three are in fact the first one in fact all but quantum of solace are quite long films they usually go around the um the late may bank holiday in the yeah. uk because that normally coincides with a um a, an american public holiday i forget if it's i think it mm. might be memorial mm. day um and and that way more people can join in so but we haven't announced it yet we need to look at dates and make sure it doesn't clash with anything else but we'll watch this space and hopefully within the next week or so we'll put out the save the date so for my item for may and after this i think we're going to stop for coffee because i was going to get halfway through the year but mm-hmm. you know it's making making you realise quite how much we've actually <laughs> packed in in twenty twenty three. Um, I was going to talk about the release of On His Majesty's Secret Service, which was uh, lovely. I uh, was invited down to the launch of that in London, um, and met Charlie Higson, and uh, I then ended up interviewing him. Um, kind of a a sort of uh, no holds barred, spoiler filled, uh, you know, stick it to the anti woke brigade. <laughs> um, uh podcast which i'm sure people who are listening to this have have listened to already so instead i'm going to talk about never say never again um watching it with you was an experience i like i'm earlier in this podcast you'll see i mentioned the two bond films of 1983 one being good one being brilliant one, one being um brilliant one being not my fave and I know that most people will hate me for this, but I'm not a massive fan of Octopussy. Instead, like, never say never again. I was expecting to hate it. My dad bought it me for Christmas many, many, many years ago in his thing to get me to watch Bond films with him. And I was like, this is old. I only like Piers Brosnan. I'm not going to like this. So right? then you married so someone who was like it. your dad. So is I married someone who was like my dad. And then we finally watched it and I just loved it. I thought it was so exciting. And I thought, Sean Connery was really good in it. The Bond girls were incredible, particularly Fatima Blush. She was like amazing. Everyone loves Fatima Blush. And um, the like the, the uh, like action sequence around a video game thing. It's so eighties, but also the dance sequence. It has parts in a Bond of a Bond film which you've never seen in any other. Yeah. And yet also very Thomas Crown. Yeah, yum, yes, I suppose so. Actually. Yeah. My my joy of that was obviously watching a Bond film with you, which you hadn't seen before. I'll admit, I hadn't seen it for about 15 years. So I didn't know what I was going to feel about it either. And there's lots of like sniffiness around it not being like legit. And like, I think that's 
our looks basically i think it's really good. well thank you for raising the uh <laughs> the the rating of I this episode i think it's really good and i can't wait for the year we do our watching all of the sean connery bond films in one day and that would be definitely on the list too yeah we must we must do sean at some point okay i'm gonna go and grab coffee before we head into june there you go thank you can I get back into bed without disturbing the cats? Must be that. Which is, oh god. Yeah, just don't move then. Just sit there. Right. Okay. Back in bed. Coffee acquired. June. Cat, cats undisturbed. June. Here we go. Um. So for June, there's got things. Um. The. Mm. Um. Third mention on the podcast so far, Natasha Stone, our friend um, at the Red Vespa, um, the 2023 Newcomer of the Year in the Bond Community Awards. Mm, as, as of seven hours ago. Yeah, she um, started a book club um, where um, she wanted to learn more about um, James Bond in the written um, in the written way rather than just films. Um, she'll say herself that most of her James Bond knowledge comes from watching the films. So she wanted to read the books and see um, what um, these differences or the similarities are. Um, and so... I, I have warned her that when she gets to the spoiler of me, don't expect Jaws and submarines being stolen. Which is a shame. Um, no. Um, and um, the first one she decided... Um, I think you all decided to do Double or Nothing, um, which obviously the Kim Sherwood book. Um, that was the first Bond book that Natasha had ever read yeah. and, and absolutely adored. The problem is now she's reading the Fleming books, expecting kind of Double or Nothing in a sense. She's loving that, that, most that, of the Fleming that, books. That, that, that's, yeah. Kim's style is similar. No, no, I know, but in terms of the kind of range of characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and you do get some of that. But um and I know Natasha won't mind us talking about this, but yeah. she talks about how as as someone who's deaf, yeah, that she finds it really interesting and empowering that one of the new, main characters, new, new Joseph Dryden, is deaf, yeah. He's he's deaf. Yeah, so um that so is that um which was my pick anyway, so we started to talk about that. Um and um I was doing my sort of own reread at the time, and I read Diamonds Are Forever, which um, of the Fleming books I've read so far was definitely yawn fest. Like it was not plot-wise. Plot-wise, it wasn't as um, exciting as the one I read before it. Moved we talked like, about this in detail on the podcast for that that month. If you're interested, yeah, it felt very much like I was James the one. As usual, I'm the Diamonds defender in both book and film form. James and Felix just like. On a big gay holiday yeah, together. Yeah, getting about. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously... Should um, we run through the rest of June? Yeah. So, I of, yeah. Commons. Oh, yeah. That was sort of a Bondy experience. A kind of, I work for the British government. I love those moments. Because, mm. um, obviously, I work in the public sector, so yeah. in education. So, I got to contribute to a government report. Not that James Bond would like contributing to reports. That's his least favourite thing to do. Yeah. But it felt a bit Bondy. And then the main thing, obviously, in June is we were finally allowed to talk about your MBE um, and lots of sort of semi-Bondian things like, oh, services to Bond. No, services to, like, education. Well, the envelope was, again, we went through all this in the podcast on for that. Um, yeah, service. the envelope, most excitingly, was labelled on His Majesty's service. Yeah. I was like... Oh my God. Um, I also had a few other things. It's a couple of things that you weren't involved with. You didn't go to the On The Tracks event. No. Um, 
because it was red octopusy. Uh, but that that was fun, especially as I love steam trains and Bond, the kind of classic combination. I ended up sitting next to John Glenn during dinner, uh, which was uh, really special. And we've actually got to meet John Glenn a couple of times since, and every time um, is a pleasure. You met Magda. I did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I. I would find it difficult not to see her as the character she plays and like not like her because she's not a good person. She, uh, she's a bit duplicitous, yeah. but you know, who isn't in the world of Bond? Yeah. Her character that is. Christina yeah, yeah. Wayborn is the absolute darlingest person. Uh what else was there? Oh, I I popped into Ian Fleming Publications. Uh that was nice. Yeah. To see where the magic happens. Um, yeah, so that was June. On to July. July. Um, so London Pride, um, the Belfast 007 um, gala, event. gala event. The club magazine came out traveling with 007. Um, Another um, online, online event, with, event Kim. with Kim and Operation Mincemeat. I'm going to go with traveling with 007. Um, I thought that was a fantastic event. Um, it was something like. Wasn't it your idea to do that? Yeah, it? like the, um, the first event with Kim had gone so well. And afterwards, me, um, uh, me and David and Kim and I think Rosie were Kim's sister were all just chatting after the event had finished mm. and I said to David and Kim these could be a oh Ellie was still on as well oh Ellie she? Ellie was on yeah yeah we were, Ellie said, couldn't make the July so Ellie's um Kim's mum yeah I was like these could be totally an ongoing thing um and like you just do them around themes and I was like why don't you do another one in the summer and talk about all of the locations and the sort of like travel writing aspect of James Bond ready for summer holiday times and both you and Kim thought that was a really good idea. Mm. Um, I've pitched some other ones, so we'll have to see if we just come Both up. of us have just been so busy, we just yeah. haven't had time, to be honest, to but, do another um, one. But we will but at some traveling, point. Traveling, that, that's, you that's a podcast, isn't it? On the it's a podcast and a video on the yeah. YouTube channel. So you can watch that. It's really great. People, lots of great questions. Um, David and Kim reading some of their favourite travel-related excerpts from um, Bond um, novels. Um, and, um, yeah, and... and, and um, Going back to what we were talking about about Dublin, nothing like Kim's really good at about with writing, um, sort of location, um, and yeah, so I think it's a really fun episode, and I hope some of those can carry on. Yeah, I'm aware that from this point onwards, really, we've already done podcasts, um, our month in Bond podcast, so I'm not going to dwell on some of the things too much, but um. I'm torn really between some of these. I think I'm going to have to go with the HMS Belfast event and the release of the club magazine. So I'm sort of smushing two together here. Um, the, the club, because the, 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 the magazine, magazine was, was launched, launched yeah. at that Belfast. It's legitimate. It's legitimate for which to smush these together. Uh, so the club magazine actually was originally supposed to come out much later in the year, but uh, we decided to bring it a lot earlier. Thanks for that, Phil. Uh, so uh, no, and it was absolutely the right call to do that. Um, the club magazine ended up being a 48 page glossy, not just, you know, it wasn't just style over substance. There's some fantastic articles in there, I have to say, written by lots of people. Um, I, I contributed a couple, but I proofread and edited everything that went into that magazine. So um, we're currently uh, putting the second one together. In fact, that's one of the things I'm going to be doing a bit of work on today. Um, so yeah, the, uh, re the only way you can get that club magazine is to become a member of 007 GB. Uh, there's no electronic copies, uh, permitted due to picture licensing, uh, issues and blah, 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 blah. But essentially if you want the next club magazine, it's going to be out probably before it will be out before July next year. So join 007 GB club and you'll get your copy. And if you, there's an, a 
renewal thing and a, mm. a new member thing going on at the minute where if you join before the end of today the 31st there's, mm. a, there's a prize yeah if you're listening to this tomorrow sorry sorry you missed it um yeah so that was um that was july but you haven't really talked about the belfast itself i know because it's just this massive thing in my head it was so much planning and organization i'm like where he basically it was a, it. A, I mean, you're a getting, gala dinner you can find the july the podcast about belfast it. Yeah. Uh, like the, a ship in the Thames. Which sounds water. slightly surreal. Why on earth would a club in its first year set themselves the goal of having a gala event for international Bond fans in one of London's biggest tourist attractions? But it was, I mean, it was cool. Why? Work, working Insane. all day to set up the ship. Um, lots of funny stories was carrying around mannequins and getting them dressed. Like um, again, again, thanks, Phil, for taking the photos of us getting trapped in the lift with uh, <laughs> naked mannequins. mannequins yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was um july all of these things you can listen to on the podcast now because we did ones for yeah. our podcast i want the bond launched in july um oh i thought we'd done it early no i think it no was... no i'm pretty sure we did it early really I, you know what my brain's like with time though i always i've already said it twice on this podcast timey wimey yeah. my brain is like a christopher nolan film I'll, I'll look i'm never quite sure what happens in what order in fact i even made a mistake earlier saying that i met uh, people like phil and miles for the first time at the March event is like, no, actually, I met them in October yeah. <laughs> and the previous year at another event, not, not, a, not a club event. So, yeah, sorry, my, I'm not the most reliable when it comes to remembering what order things happen, so happen in. August, um, <clears throat> we went on a little bit of a mini break um, for the end of the summer holidays in Hampshire and Wiltshire, saw things like... Um, stonehenge and things like that um not much bondy about it but we somehow from... managed to make it about james bond no but like there are some things because obviously mm. we stayed in salisbury and there was that massive sort of incident a few years ago so that felt very spy like with the another chalk and all yeah, of that yeah we stuff. had to be quite sensitive about that. yeah, yeah of we course didn't we want did, to, yeah. you know i'm sure there's kind of a dark tourism angle to that sort of nerve agent yeah. poisoning but um yeah and then um a bit, a bit horrible the Thunderball Queer Review was released. Um, is that your last Connery? No, I've still got to do Never Say Never Again and Goldfinger. Okay. So I've got two Connery. Um, I haven't done many queer reviews this year. In fact, I've literally just done that one. Yeah. Even though several are working progress and I've still got, I think it's seven left overall. Um, partly because those things take a sustained period of concentration. And the Thunderbolt one ended up taking about 80 hours in its entirety. And, and also, I just have, yeah. with everything else happening that we're talking about on this episode, I just haven't had the time and to do And not only it. that, like, the day job is, like, really... The day job up. has really, really ramped up. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm at the moment, but, I'm, this is my excuse. I'm doing, like, 75, 80-hour weeks at work. But they haven't and gone... And then a, I don't have time to do... They haven't gone away, that they'll be... More yeah, clear yeah. reviews in Oh, God, yeah, yeah, totally. As I said, several are very much work in progress. I've got the notes down for pretty much all of them. I just need the time to actually think, do a bit more research and do the writing. But I will, I will get around time to this it. Week. I've got, yeah. I'll, 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 uh, I actually am, am intending can, to have can... a go at at least one, possibly two simultaneously this week, but I'm not going to reveal which ones they are. Um, And Dublin, I think, came out in paperback, which is what I'm going to talk about. Okay. Um, so um, I recently reread um, it while I was on holiday in Venice. Um, we'll talk why in a little bit. Mm. But um, I just had like sort of forgotten how like great it is. Um, and 
I'd noticed new things that I hadn't noticed before. Um, and I messaged Kim, one of them, and I was like, did you do this on purpose? Like the two people who um, operate, operate, manage Q, Q um, yeah. their initials are Q's a, a supercomputer if you haven't read Double or Nothing. Yeah. It's a minor spoiler for about 40 pages in. Um, but it's been out more than a year. Yeah, I know. You should have read it. You should have um, read it by now. Um, it's um, the two people who operate Q are named Aisha and Ibrahim. Um, and I said to Kim, like, is it coincidence that their names begin with A and I? And he's like an AI supercomputer. And she's like, you're the only person who's noticed that. <laughs> like, um, so I hadn't noticed that. And I've read that book three times. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, I thought you. that was, I don't know, just it's such a great book and um, very excited to um, read A Spy Like Me, mm. which I'm reading right now, actually, people. Um, it's so exciting, but we can't really talk much about that. <laughs> We'll talk a little bit more about it at the end when we get to December. Uh, the only thing, the thing I'm going to say about August, the major th Bond connection we missed from where we were on holiday was uh, where Ian Fleming was put to rest when he died. For oh, some yeah. bizarre reason, it just didn't factor into my mind. So when we return to that part of the country, which is not actually very far from where we live, uh, we'll make sure we do What's that. What's that one? Uh, um, so uh, we've made a list of things so we didn't forget too much and Anthony's just pointed to one called Paul Baker I did a really nice chat with Paul Baker The clearly you, you're you an avid uh, watcher of the YouTube channel and listener to the podcast uh, I, you know the, that, I get, I know, I get I the know, live version every day you, well you might remember me laughing aloud quite a lot in bed as I was reading a book on camp Oh yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, who, yeah. which written by Paul Baker? So I won't go over that, that here. Sense, yeah. There's a whole episode about it. We talked about camping, James Bond, and other things. So yeah, enjoy. September. I'll let you do the one that you want to do, and I'll do the other one. Okay. So two major things in September. Uh, my one is going to be the Belfry event. Yeah. So another 007 GB Club event. Uh, for me, the most kind of pure I love fun that event. event. So much. Partly because Belfast was incredible and everyone had such a good time. Uh, but perhaps aside from, <laughs> it was a different kind of fun, wasn't it? The board members and their partners were working flat out the whole time during Belfast to make sure the event um, came off as we intended to. It was incredibly ambitious. Whereas the Belfry, even though there was quite a lot of work put into that as well, um, uh, particularly, you know, James did a brilliant job of getting all the cars there and that was incredibly stressful and there were, you know, all the guests and everything else. Um, but actually it was when, when it was actually underway, even though I was delivering a presentation at some point during the day, so I had that kind of in my mind, we could all just relax a bit mm. more, um, or a lot more. And we had, God, was it 12, bong, 11, bong, something? Uh, yeah. uh, not, uh, I've lost track. But there were so many Bond girls and um, other actors from the films. And, of course, John Glenn, Mariam Dabo. So it was a bit of a Living Daylights reunion in some ways. Um, that was such a great event. And it was actually only on our doorstep as well. One of the things we're going to try and do the club this year, in fact, we've already scheduled them uh just have to um release it to everyone publicly is um more events outside of london because we know it doesn't work for absolutely everyone um so we are going to try and move them around so there were there were events in manchester and birmingham and uh some other places last year but uh these james one things tend to be very london centric so we're going to make sure there's more across the country how about yours for september um i just wanted to look one more thing on that one is that um it was a, such a fun event. They had so much different things to do. So if you like golf, you could go and play yeah. golf. If you just wanted to like 
hang out with the Bond girls you could. There was amazing Bond cars and like guns and amazing afternoon tea. It was such a brilliant event. Um, cars, guns and tea. What more could you want? And David did a, a, a talk about golf. Um, and we fell in love with another um, Bond girl who was playing us against each other. Um, oh my gosh, Sylvana Hendry from uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, On a Majesty Secret Service. Dear Lord. She uh, kept saying that like we were her boyfriend. Yeah, she was so yeah, fun. So much fun. Yeah. Uh, mine for the month is um, the James Bond return to video games for the first time since um, that rubbish one that came out on Wii U. Legends. Legends, yeah. Um, this one was a game that I had. Um, and um, it's the first 20 missions are out so far, and David and I have both completed... They're not released the next instalment yet? Not yet, no. Oh, it wow. comes in, like, every couple of months. Um, but um, we do... A, we talk about that quite a lot in the podcast. It's called Cypher. Yeah. It's sort of like a isometric adventure game, um, a bit of stealth elements, um, really good fun, and it's kind of like a... Um, like, James... As you go through the story, you realise that James has perhaps been compromised and he's like stuck in his memory and reliving things he might have been turned okay so spo- minor spoiler alert i've only played the first 10 missions yeah. but for me it's basically james bond multiverse what yeah. would happen if you smushed all the versions together and there are all these versions so then the the villain is essentially alec trevelyan for the yeah. first 10 missions who obviously is a character from Goldeneye, the film, but then there's lots of other parts the, of the films. The, the second, second instalment is sec- all based around you only twice, and I you believe. Get to fly you little, fly a little, little Nelly. Nelly. It's so cool. Yeah. Very good. Um, and that's. Um, but it you... also brings in bits of the books as well, even though it's ostensibly the films. Yeah. So. If you play Apple Arcade, if, you, if you're on. Um... An Apple Arcade subscriber, it's free. Mm. Um, you can't. That's the only way you can play it right now. But usually with Apple Arcade, um, they have exclusivity for six months, and um, that will be expiring the end of March. So I'd imagine in April it'll come to Android and other devices. Okay. Let's do October, November, and then we'll stop for coffee before we head into December. Yes, that's kind of like we haven't done a whole episode about December. Um, October, two quite big events actually. Yep. So we had the Regent Street Cinema screening of Casino Royale, where I was part of the panel uh, of people talking about the film beforehand. And then we had the Pinewood 70 Years of uh, Bond event at Pinewood, as the name suggests, Uh, um, run by Bond stars, um, Gareth Owen, the um, uh, PA to uh, Sir Roger. and that was themed around the books because I think all the previous, this was the f- a first and I think it's probably going to be the last Bond Stars event from what I've heard. But this mm. they've um, this is the first one that they've done mostly around the, or almost exclusively around the books. Yep. Even though a couple of actors were there, Thomas Wheatley, the oh, yeah. absolutely lovely Thomas Wheatley, who we talked about quite a lot on the podcast for the October episode, and Madeline Smith, who's always an absolute joy. Um, yeah, so the Pinewood event was... I was my. Um, is that your pick? For that was month? my pick. I okay. loved that event. I was. I don't think with all the stuff you've done around James Bond, I've ever been as proud of you as that moment. Like, you did. Um, you can't see me right now, but I'm like scrunching my face up, struggling to take a compliment. It's um, 
weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of research you like reread all of these people's books including the nicholas shakespeare one which was like like massive okay to complete com- complete confession i still have a couple hundred pages left yeah but, like shakespeare. but i basically know most of the end of, as yeah. soon as but he starts writing bond that's the bit i know most yeah. about but um <laughs> So weeks reading all these books, so you could come up with some re- really interesting questions, and then like um, you had like essentially fifteen minutes with six of the six authors, and you kept a time perfectly, even though at the start of the event it was running over slightly, and um, you asked really insightful things. You got the best of, and I, I just was like immensely proud. You just proved like like why you do this and and why you're so good at it, and like I can't wait for a similar like thing where you're comparing like that because you just shown how brilliant you are at it thank you sweetie the timing was the trickiest element as well as obviously you know rereading about a dozen books before the event yeah. itself and and it was fun because there was lots of people that we know we got to hang out with um kim and nick which is always fun and you know what i've just had a memory which we haven't i don't think we shared on that episode we had a slightly surreal experience when we got back to our hotel so uh us and raymond benson and his lovely wife oh yeah and raymond and, and like brandy i got um, to meet brandy raymond benson's wife who i like fell in love with and as well. kim sherwood and her husband nick um um so really just lovely people but uh we had some lovely we had drinks in the bar afterwards mm. kind of to relax after the event itself which was really really nice um and but before then as we got out of the car because we drove kim and oh, nick yeah. to Pinewood and back to our hotel. Um, you decided to show to, them to show me because I hadn't seen, seen it before. It and then at the time, and our car dancing. The Tesla does a dance thing. I forget what it's called now, but it like plays Old Lang Syne. <laughs> we can do it today, actually. I mean, it's it's, it's such a useful function. The windows open, the boots open and close, and dance and stuff. But, but that like, is Kim, one of my favorite. Like, <laughs> I was crazy. One of my favorite memories of 2023 was watching our car. Dance. perform this bizarre dance to on the car Lang park Lang to old lang Syne and the four of us just losing it because it was just the weirdest thing and then the only other thing just to note along with that event was um you got given a very special gift yes we talked about this quite a lot in the episode but in short the um mbe type well uh, it's ob it's for the, everyone in the order so um uh, he was actually a CBE, but yeah. it's the same same order. So CBE, MBE, OBE, um, they're all part of the same order. So uh, it's the same pin. So there's a lapel pin. I have actually worn it several yeah. times since. I'm paranoid about you, losing it. You're burying it. the lead. It wouldn't belong to Okay, it wouldn't belong to Yeah, but people are probably listening to the episode. Yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> listen to the October episode in full if you want to hear the full story. But essentially, I own the OBE pin from uh, Sir Roger Moore. Yeah. Which is really nice. Um, I'll just say something about the Regent Street Cinema Cycle Ramp back to that. It was really nice to watch Casino Royale. It's always good to watch Casino Royale mm. um, on screen, the 2006 version. Although I'd happily watch the 1967 as well. Um, but it was that was really, really nice. And uh, we're, we're currently deciding which film to do it with next year at that cinema. Let's do November. Um, for me, um, we've talked a bit a lot, so I'm not going to go into it. But November was really... Um, um, all about 007, Road to a Million. It's like the first... You mean us going to Buckingham Palace is not I like thought you it, talk even about bigger that. than that? I thought you okay. about that. Um, <laughs> the, um, yeah, we did, we did two podcast episodes and we also talked in our month in Bond for the month. So um, we watched all of the episodes and we, um, as it went on, 
um, we found we were liking it more and more and more mm. as we got more Bondy, and like we realised why the con- why it worked that the contestants didn't know about James Bond. So I think that was fantastic. Mm. And if you haven't watched it already, all of the episodes are on Amazon. It actually won the award, the Community Awards. Oh, did it? Best TV program. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It was the only one that was James Bondy. Only it? one that's James Bondy, but there were so many other selections which I can't even remember. I voted for that anyway. Yeah, I, I, th- that. I thought it was a lot I of fun. It was really good. Uh, just another thing uh, in November, I launched a, a kind of a research project that's eventually going to find its way into um, an academic paper, but I'm also going to put something on the website. This is one of the things I'm aiming to work on this week called Bond Girls are for Everyone. The survey is actually still open. So you can just carry on adding your own responses. If you haven't given your answers, it's basically about why we like Bond Girls and which Bond Girls we like best. Um, And you can fill it in completely anonymously if you prefer. Uh, But I suppose November, we've already talked about this a lot in the previous episode of this podcast, in the the Countdown to Christmas episode. But it was really nice to go to Buckingham Palace, wasn't it? Yeah, really good. Mm. Um, and we got to walk down the corridor where James Bond and the Queen walked down mm. in the 2012 yeah. Olympics opening ceremony. So, yeah, yeah that was a fantastic... Um, but we won't uh, retread all of that because this will turn into one of those NDB clip shows. <laughs> and <laughs> Two minutes of extra content. Two minutes of extra content. So the extra content, that stuff we haven't talked about, is coming up just as soon as I've made another cup of coffee. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm like all done with mint pies. The thing is, though, because we are away for Christmas. We've got no food in the house. (laughs) We've got no food. No, I went shopping yesterday. Um, But we've still got Christmas food left in the house. It's still Christmas until tomorrow. It's still Christmas until tomorrow. Yeah, like, because after New Year's Day, that's a Christmas period finished. I mean, I can't tempt you to a leftover mince pie. No, thank you. Honestly, such a snob. I don't like mince pies. No, I know. I'll just eat them then. It's fine. So December. Here's the new content, people. You carry on. <laughs> I'm you. You carry on. I'm eating a mince pie. Yeah. So um, in December, um, we um, have a few things. We had another um, event with 007 GB at Cafe Club Society. We did talk about that. At the we last did. Episode, yeah. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we went on holiday to Venice. I just thought I'm doing that thing on podcasts. People say they hate yeah, eating on podcasts. Yeah, it, I'm it's so awful. sorry. But um, I'm carrying on anyway. I don't care. Um, fatherly advice. Mm. So Ryan Britt, um, the lovely Ryan Britt, who writes lots of articles and has written brilliant books about Star, Star Trek. Trek and Dune. Yeah. Uh, he asked me to contribute to an article he was writing about James Bond uh, wellness. Oh, yeah. And what we can learn from James Bond about wellness. So I wrote a little bit about mindfully drinking martinis. And where was that published? Or has it been published? On Fatherly. That big oh, website. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and um, Mark. Mark Edlitz's book launch? Yeah. Sorry. I'm talking about my mouthful. So Mark Edlitz, who has written three books about James Bond, all of which are brilliant, Um I was asked to uh, participate in the launch. So it was me, Joe Darlington, Calvin Dyson, and David Zeritsky, who hosted the whole thing. Oh, yeah, the Bond After Fleming stuff, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, Bond After Fleming. Lovely cover. Amazing book. Uh, Great cover by Sean Longmore. 
exhausting amount of resource to be honest uh, re um research. research and exhaustive i think in its coverage i don't think there's any fiction that he's left unturned um after fleming's death at least the only thing is the cyril connolly short story bond strikes camp but that was written while fleming was still alive but they don't but, cover any of the like the comic books that james bond no no novels. just novels just novels and short stories yeah. yeah but amazing book yep and then um something that is really quite special to both of us is um we received the first um proof mm -hmm. of a spy like me um which comes out next year in april which is the second of the double o novels by kim sherwood um and it's really quite special because we um got to take that on our recent holiday um to venice and um you've read the book now i did have to pinch myself if i'm honest being yeah. aside from obviously members of kim's family and uh the publishers mm. influencing publications and william morrow and harper all the companies who are putting that book out and um, we're the first people to actually be able to read that book in yeah. the world. In the world. And it's a, a lovely American cover on the proof, which is so cool with like the Escher mm -hmm. um, thing. And um, we've done a lot of photographs and stuff of it on the Well, Instagram it arrived page. the Wednesday before Christmas and we flew out to Venice on the Friday. So it arrived just in time. I did message Kim saying that she wins at Secret Santa because yeah. it's the best present. By far the best present. So Kim sent us uh, first ever proof. It's actually the American proof. Yeah, because the UK proofs haven't even been published yet. It's a very long story, uh, which I won't go into, but um, there's been delays. Yeah, um, <laughs> in no fault of Kim's, um, you know, publishing. I don't really understand yeah. how publishing works, but it's complicated. And the UK proofs have been delayed, uh, but we'll probably get a UK proof at some point as well. But it was nice to be able to take uh, the US one. And that's why on I was rereading for us. Um, that's why I was rereading um, Double or Nothing because obviously mm. I couldn't wouldn't have won that battle to read Spy Like Me first. No. Um, so whilst David was reading that in Venice, I was also I was reading, reading that, waiting patiently for my turn, and then David finished it. Um, four days. Four, I read it. I finished it on Christmas Day. Yeah, and then um, I started it um, like I think the day after Boxing Day, because um, even though the book had freed up. I wanted to finish Double or Nothing before I carried on, which was a good thing because there are like lots of callbacks. Um, and now I'm a third into the book. Mm. You're right. I read so much on the plane on the way. This is home. not patronising at all, darling, but for you, yeah, you're I don't, getting through it really, yeah, really quickly. I've, I don't read... Um, but like Part of the thing I did this year in um, trying to be a bit more mindful with the Bond books um, is to try and read trying to read more um but i really have to be in the right frame of mind yeah like i i find like you have undiagnosed adhd let's be honest my mind wanders really easily so i have to try and pull myself back to it and one mm. of the things that i do to try and do that is i read along with i read a paper version or a kindle version of a book with the audio version in mm. my ears at the same time that helps me stay focused um and obviously the audio version of this book is hasn't even been recorded <laughs> yeah. let alone released yet. yeah so um i did have a, a moment when we was on holiday when this family were talking very loudly behind me when i was trying to read kim's book and i did have to like tell them excuse me could you move away please i'm trying to read from all accounts i actually went off to find some locations from a spy like me that afternoon 
um, while you kind of carried on reading. Yeah. Um, but from all accounts, that it wasn't that polite, though. It wasn't that polite. No. Um, I wasn't rude, <laughs> but I was just like, excuse you me. Were, you were assertive. Excuse me. Like, I'm trying to read. Why are you standing behind me talking about this glass? Like, go away. Um, but generally, obviously, we there's not a lot we can say because the book's going out, but it follows on directly. I'm, I'm, from... I'm very nervous that you're about to say something that no, I'm no, going to no. have to edit out. It follows on directly from Double or Nothing um, and um, continues with the, the new Double O's that have been um, right, stop there. Just stop. Stop there. Stop there. Just in case. I, I don't. I look. I know we haven't signed a non-disclosure agreement or an official secret act, but obviously yeah. we are obviously sworn to secrecy about anything that happens in that book. Anything that's basically not already been publicly re publicly released on the press release, like the locations. I was talking about the thing that was on the back. I was going to say the things on the back. Yeah, I don't think we're allowed to talk about the things on the back. No, 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 not even that. Like no, the no. blurb on the back. That, that, no, no, that, no, no. That came the on. blurb on the back. No. I don't think has been released. It is. That's part of the press release because I remember. Is it? That, yeah. Is it all the yeah, same? Yeah. Mm, okay. Whatever. Um. But yeah, very good. Out in April. Um. And obviously, as we get closer to, um expect more coverage on that on License to Queer as we get closer to the publication date because we'll be able to say more and and um, I imagine you'll be wanting to do things with Kim and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot coming up. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. So... Um, it was a great end to the year. It was, locations-wise then, a big significant chunk of the book occurs in Venice. Yep. So that's why we... Uh, we're really grateful to be able to take it away with us. Exactly, and then um, you'll see from David's um, License to Queer Instagram lots of Venice locations. Some of those are not the locations from the actual book itself. Some of those are just like, oh, it looks cool against this blue door. Let's hold the book against this blue door and all that kind of stuff. You never but... know. The blue door might actually feature in the plot of the novel. You'll be. have to work out from Instagram which parts... We, we, so I've taken lots of pictures of the cover yeah. with us in Venice. You'll have to work out which ones actually uh, those locations appear in the book. Yeah. Um, I have actually taken lots of photos I'm not putting on Instagram of the location. Oh, really? I didn't know from, that. That's that afternoon We're when you, you weren't feeling great because um, we had walked an average 10 miles a day. So we were a bit tired, but then I decided to just pile on another few miles yeah. and do the last few locations from the novel after I'd finished reading it. And I've taken those pictures and I'm going to save those until April the 23rd when the book's released. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just and like fantastic that I've enjoyed the third I've read of it so far. Um, really exciting. Um, and everyone's in for a treat later on in 2024. Yep, and that's all we're going to say about A Spy Like Me before David gets really nervous. Yeah. So, uh, want to talk a bit more about Venice? Yeah, so um, Venice is a place that's really important to us. Um, it was the first place we ever went on holiday together back in 2010 when we'd um, just been dating a little under a year. Mm. Um, and um, I figured it was make or break. You know, you mm -hmm. go to the most romantic place on earth and, you know, you find out if you're made for each other. And we returned again once after we were married as part of a cruise holiday where we stayed the next few days. But this was the first time we'd ever been in winter. Both those trips were in July or August. So it's the first time we'd ever been in winter, which um, we'd always wanted to do because um, it's a bit spooky. We have we have talked about this, I think, on the podcast because we talked about... Yeah, we talked about why we wanted to go. Um, yeah. 
so we did lots of bond related things while we were there um obviously we saw some of the locations from moonraker including the sort of glass shop slash factory um and you were also rereading um after you finished this by like me you were rereading Resico, which yeah. is set in venice well bond goes to venice in that and so there was lots of different locations from the text that we found as well um including some of the hotel bars that bond goes to and the hotels that bond stays in like the hotel daniele and the gritty palace we went to um there's food and drinks and stuff that he has like that was a real highlight of christmas eve wasn't it we did sort of like uh I don't want to call it a bar crawl because uh, <laughs> anyway, it's two bars. So, yeah, exactly. And but you know, if you're going to go to uh, places, Bond drinks at in Venice, Gritty Palace, and Daniele, both of which are featured in Bond uh, stories, uh, Fleming stories, and uh, otherwise, and um, obviously Daniele was a shooting location for Moonraker. So that was a really nice way to spend Christmas Eve. And then the one that I thought was most special was um, when we went over to the Lido. Mm. And um, in Reseco, um there's a quite a lengthy paragraph about um, Bond and Liaison. Meeting on Alberoni. Yeah, which is like this sort of deserted beach and um the description that Fleming writes of it is still on the money um sort of like I might actually later. do a little bit on the website about this because it's such an uh, something that even Bond fans probably wouldn't think to do but in the southern part of the Lido the Lido is this big island um you can see all this on Instagram we did a video we did a live from there but uh, in the summer it kind yeah. of is like Venice's beach resort because it's got um sandy beaches and people will go over there for traditional like summer activities but in the winter obviously it's quite deserted yeah very deserted there were a couple of other people on the beach when we got there but just walking dogs really if you've not read the short story with Seiko, if you can't remember it bond meets uh liesel baum uh baum however you say it on in the, that kind of deserted part of venice um and has an encounter with colombo's uh henchman he doesn't know the Columbo's henchmen at the time, and uh, hijinks ensue, uh, including some land landmine action. Fortunately, we didn't find any landmines, uh, but uh, the rest is pretty much exactly as Fleming described it sixty odd years ago. It was a really nice walk along the beach. The beach was um, quite unlike any beach I'd been to. Like very shelly. We were like crunch, crunching, we were crunching yeah, on shells. Quite and then surreal, actually. As we went round, we walked past this hydroelectricity plant. Um, and it, even though obviously those didn't feature into the thing, it just felt very bondy and like there was mm. there was fences everywhere. And like if you went off the beaten path, you could tell you were trespassing. Mm. So it felt very much like we, we weren't doing anything we shouldn't have done. But like it felt like we were, at times, we were like getting as close to like being off the beaten track i did think we might get arrested by the military police at one point because the, we went were... past the dock we went past the um there was like a radar station station yeah. wasn't there there lots of no trespassing signs which is sort of in the spirit of the short story as well yeah so that was really fun and um yeah just venice in general is very bondian we um we found years ago in our first trip the house from casino royale um, the palazzo which collapses, um, killing Vesper, 
and we found it again this time um and it's just um we did some lives they're all again they're all over the um license to queer um instagram account i might draw them all into one place so people can kind of find them yeah more efficiently maybe on the youtube um but um yeah so that, it was really great such a great bond location it's like i think along with places like istanbul um it's probably the one of the places that bond returns to the, the most. most yeah it's got to be one of the most frequently visited scotland the caribbean mm, scotland's only relatively recently that's the thing so but venice goes across pretty much the whole history of bond yeah as you say like istanbul's another one of those places as well but yeah so that was our month in bond and also our year in bond mm. um obviously we'll do another one of these in january um and so whatever you're doing for new years hope you have a really good one before we go you know like usually we do um month in bond where we select something that's kind of tangential to bond. oh yeah yeah what was um, I think we just select one thing from the year and it does tie in with Venice as well because one morning uh, it was actually really close to our hotel I said can we go to this bridge and uh, you were up for uh, a little bit of acting on the bridge as we recreated the scene from Mission Impossible oh yeah Dead Reckoning which yeah. is kind of the pivotal moment of the film and again there's a video of this on the Instagram if you want to have a look in the photographs so yeah, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is probably my thing tangential to Bond of the year. I'm really looking forward to. I've just bought the Hudder Blurra um of it so that we can rewatch it at some point this week. Yeah, and we're also um our New Year's Eve plans. I don't know what you guys are all doing for New Year's Eve, but our New Year's Eve plan today, we plan to sit down and watch Moonraker to watch some of those places that we saw earlier mm. on our trip, including the um the glass shop in St. Mark's Square, um, the lady who was working behind the counter um, was really knowledgeable of, and was like, oh yeah, the, the flooring's in the thing and, and it's our windows, but it was on a set. She was really, really, um, she, it's clear that she knew about the James Bond um, link to the store. She probably she gets in. sick of Bond fans going in there going, you know, this was used in Moonraker, yes. And you found the actual, in the Murano glass shop, you found the actual vase that, Oh, that was the glass museum yeah. on Murano. Yeah. yeah, we found the blue bowl that gets uh, smashed in yeah. Moonrake and miraculously put back, back together. together. Um, so, yeah, that's our... What's your tangential thing? You had to choose something else that made you think of Bond from 2023. Put me on the spot now. I know. There's lots of references to a lot in, like, X-Men comics that happen. When I'm rereading mm. X-Men chronologically. Um, I'm currently up to... 87 and there's lots of references to whenever anyone's doing anything that's remotely sort of covert one of the particularly the new mutants the kids will reference it being a bit james bond mm. they also love magnum pi so most of the time they think they're being magnum pi not bond but like right. there's a few times so that's the frame of bond. reference yeah because um, i suppose that was big in the 80s. i've got to be honest though but you're getting magnum. almost as bad slash good depending on your point of view as me at finding bond connections with things we'll be walking past like shops which have a vaguely bond related name and you'll quote a line from one of the films i'm just like either you're trying to steal my gig or you know i've i've well, kind of knows i'm the true poet <laughs> i've indoctrinated you to such a degree um but that's us done for another year um as I said, we'll be back in January with another one of these and there might be more stuff on the website um, before then. David just mentioned licensequeer.com. 
you can spell it either way it works um and um you can read david's award-winning article of the year post um if that's not already like a sticky post it should probably should be yeah there. i'll make sure it's a featured post by the time this i've goes just out. um posted a link to it on my instagram stories um so you can follow me on instagram at remy underscore uk just remy LeBeau on twitter x um and license to queer is on all of those um things including now tiktok um at just license to queer um spell i need to post more stuff on UK there but at right. least it exists there's yeah. about four posts on there at the moment um so until january have a happy new year everybody and we'll see you in 2024